doing today? Today is Sunday, June the 26th, the fourth Sunday in the month. We want to thank you for joining us for the Sunday School lesson today. We are located at 2316 Avenue, and we are coming to you on the behalf of Antioch Number One Baptist Church down there in Turner Spring, where Reverend Waylon Oliver is the pastor. We thank you for listening and following us here on House the Internet Radio. Good morning, good morning, Beatrice, Alabama, Turner Spring. Just had a little chat with uh, Miss uh, Red Velvet, Crystal Tucker, who was part of the June 10th celebration down there on the square where we provided the sound production equipment for other uh, local jocks and others down there. This is the summer quarter of 2022, Unit 1, God Delivers and Restores. The lesson is number four, June the 26th, 2022. Devotional reading will come out of Psalms 34, 1 and 7. The background scripture will come out of Isaiah 51. The print passage will come out of Isaiah 51, verses 1 through 8. And we hope that you will stay with us. Um, we did uh, deliver the Sunday school books to those that did not have Sunday school books because we forgot to bring them to the church when we first got them. But we have books for Mr. Larry Turner, Miss Nikki Howard, uh, Miss Geraldine Starworth, Miss Ruby Stanton, Miss Katie Ingram. And we got one extra book today. If you need a Sunday school book, if you need a Sunday school book, uh, please let the, um, me know uh, and we'll pass it along to the lady that orders the Sunday school books for Antioch Baptist Church. Uh, we got a few more lessons to go, so it's going to be a while before she order them, but let me know, Fetty C. Howard at 1251-789-2424, or Mary Howard, because when we go to church there, you can see us at the church. Also, today is um, church day. Uh, we have uh, the radio broadcast as well, 92.5 parking lot service. And you will also enter the church on uh, on the COVID, COVID guidelines. Um, but we hope that you will be with us today for the Sunday school lesson. Um, the key verse is, Hearken to me that follow after righteousness. Ye that seek the Lord, looked into the rock whence you hewed, and to the hole of the pit which you are dead. Uh, we hope you are following us here on Facebook. Um, we are just beginning to broadcast today. Um, all right. We are just beginning to broadcast today. We hope you are following along with us today as well on uh, Facebook. Um, we are going to, um, going to, um, be opening the lesson here shortly. I'm doing a few things which I should have done earlier, uh, so far as, uh, getting everything set up, but we will, uh, get all that squared up for you as we continue here. All right. Okay. Let's go ahead and close some things that are opening. Uh, we got a broadcast that's going to be coming on at 6 o'clock. Good morning, Beatrice, Alabama, 36425. We're going to be talking to Pastor Marcus Small-William. Um, he's got a church up in Hope Hole. He's from here in Beatrice by way of New York City. Uh, so we hope that you will check that as well at 6 o'clock this morning on Blog Talk Radio as well as on uh, Mixcloud. And we want to thank all of you for um, being a part of the services for today. And church services start at 9 a.m. Oh, and uh, we will have a new piano player uh, from Bruton, Alabama, God willing. Uh, he will come in today. Yesterday, we were hoping to meet him, but he had car problems. 
But today, hopefully, he will be able to get a vehicle and make it to the church by 9 a.m. And uh, we have not had an opportunity to listen to him, but God willing, he will be a great musician for us. Uh, our old musician, Mr. Corey Robinson, is uh, in California, but he was with us for a number of years. And we hope that um, he's doing well. Let's get to the lesson. This is back to the basics. Okay. Uh, let me go ahead and see can I get um, uh, back to the basics type in. Let's see can I get it in. Uh, let's see here. Back, B-A-C-K, back to the basics, B-A-S-I, B-A-S-I-C. All right, let's see, can we put a thing there and here? We hope everything is going well for you, and uh, uh, God is awfully good. Let us go to the throne. Our Father and Savior, Jesus Christ, the maker and creator of all things. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me the wisdom and the knowledge and for guiding me this morning as uh, Satan was on my back and trying to do things. But thank you, Jesus, for letting me go as far as I did go and stopping me when you did. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in my life. Thank you for my family. Thank you for the grands that are in the house with me that be going to church with us today. <clears throat> God willing. Thank you to Pastor Oliver and Sister Oliver and all the church folks. Thank you for what you're doing at Antioch. Be with guide us as we continue to carry your word. Be with us. It's all in your hands, Jesus. Give us the wisdom and knowledge. Continue to do your will. These are many blessings we ask in that son in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let us begin. Back to the basis. Back to the basis. What is the basic, the foundation? What keeps you on the right track? What are the basic? Back to the basic is the subject for this uh, lesson and the text is from Isaiah verses 51, 51, well, chapter 51, verses one through eight. And it reads, the lesson aimed. As a result of experiencing this lesson, the participant should be able to do these things. As a result of this lesson, you should be able to do these things. All right? Examine Isaiah's examples of God's rich faithfulness in Israel's spiritual history. All right? Feel encouraged through personal trust in God, even when others speak disparagingly about the faith. Keep the faith. That is one thing that is very much troubling with a lot of people. And, and you, one of the key things that you must remember you must have faith. You can't serve God without having faith. I mentioned last week and many times before, say for instance, like voting, you gotta have faith to go to a poll and vote. That you means you, you putting your faith in a, in, a, in, a, in a mark that you put down on a piece of paper and puts in your machine. You don't know what's gonna happen, but you got faith that what you your hope was is, is that. It's the same thing with God. Your hope is in Jesus Christ that you make it to heaven. That you, uh, your hope is that God, that died for your sins, will see fit to allow you in, with all of the shortcomings and falls of human being. And last week's lesson was all things put right, all things good. Thou shalt know that I am the Lord. Thou shalt not be ashamed. That wait for me. And know what? Wait on God. Wait on God. Back to the basics. All right. Also, as uh, you should learn this, share the goodness, share the goodness and deliverance of God with others. Do you know that when Jesus Christ came to the earth, his mission was to give you a way back to Jesus Christ, back to God, God the Father. He did that. He died on the cross for your sin. He paid for your sin with his life. In other words, you do not have to go to hell because of the sins that you do. You do not have to go to hell because of you are born and conceived in sin. You do not have to go to hell because of 
the trials and tribulations and things that you go through on this earth of the folks shooting and killing and doing things to each other and lying on each other and stealing because there is not a single good human being on earth. That includes Freddie, that includes you, whoever you are, wherever you're listening, anywhere in the world, that includes you. Share the goodness and deliverance of God with others. That was your mission when Jesus Christ left you. That God gave you that job. That's what we are talking about. Back to the basics today. Arm, Hebrews, armors, strength, mine arms. Jesus Christ is strong. He's your strength. He's an arm for you. Lean on his arm. Allow him to be your arm. Comfort. He will comfort you. That's a Hebrew word. Comfort. He will heal you. Nakum. Console. Have compassion toward others. Do you have compassion toward others? Do you have compassion toward others? Is it, are you the type of person you can't stand this and you can't stand that and blah, 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 blah? No. God said love. Love you, everybody. God is love. Love and care about everybody. I don't care if they're LGBT, whatever they are. It don't make no difference. You cannot point a finger at them because four other fingers be pointing back at you. You are just as guilty. Your sins are ever before you. And guess what? Remember when David said that? Your sins are forever in front of you, are ever in front of you. You know what you did wrong. You know exactly what you did. Did you hear my prayer when I opened it up this morning? I was doing something wrong and it shouldn't have been doing it. God seemed fit that I didn't take it further, but God was right there. He saw it. That's the first sign of, of getting away from the thing, just like drugs. I was able to get off drugs. God did that. He gave me the fear of it. There's some other things that God's going to do in my life, but I have faith and patience that he's going to do it. I'm going to stay with him until he do it. All right. Eden, reference to the Garden of Eden, the home of Adam and Eve. Do you know that's where it all started? God told them not to eat of the tree in the middle of the garden, tree of life. Oh, good and evil. He told them not to eat of that tree. And what did they do? They got deceived by Satan, the deceiver, the liar. And Satan, the deceiver, the liar is still doing it today, this very moment, right now. And surely you will not die. That's what Satan said. You remember? Surely you will not die. He knows you won't die. Oh. But you did. We did. And we're still dying today because of sin. But Jesus Christ paid the price. You don't have to die because of your sin. All right? Okay, let us begin. Why does this lesson matter to you? Why does this lesson matter? People of integrity find it difficult to ignore circumstances where you, where do they find affirmation in the face of adversity? Criticism. People of integrity find it difficult to ignore criticism. How about you? How about you? How about you? Do you find it hard to ignore criticism? People of integrity. You know what integrity is? People of truth. You know you didn't do it. And they be saying you did. Can you deal with that? Huh? People of integrity find that hard to do. Okay? Where do they find affirmation in the face of adversity? God delivers the righteousness from this judgment of others when they are faithful to his teaching. When you're faithful to God's word, when you are faithful to God's word. Huh? How about that? We live in a society where the old is continually replaced by something new. Innovation is a cyclic process because as soon as the new in service it is challenged by an improved version. Professional educators have identified multiple approaches to teaching content areas, subjects, especially literacy and mathematics instructions. However, many teachers have found that teaching essential skills effectively often require going back to the basics, as well as gaining more familiarity with individual student needs rather than the the expert grasp of the latest learning theories. It is better to get rooted in the basic sound doctrine of Jesus Christ, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
God died for your sin so you can have a way back to Jesus Christ. You teach people in the world so that they can go to Jesus Christ. You tell people about your trials and tribulations, what you went through, to show, let them know that not only did you go through uh, hell to teach the truth to them, that others just like them are going through hell as well. Everybody's having problems in the world because Satan, the liar, the deceiver, is going to and fro in the world seeking whom he may destroy. And he may be trying to destroy you. Remember what God did with Job? Job didn't do anything, but but God allowed Satan to have you have you have you uh, uh, considered my servant Job. God may have him considering you. You may not have did anything. That's why when you say when you have criticism and you are living upright, you do you find it hard to bear? But you can bear it with Jesus Christ. Experienced educators know that sometimes all old methods work just as well and in some cases, even better than the new ones. This principle has many applications, education, business, family, life, and the church. It appears that this generation believes believers does not value the practice or worship experiences of the past. It is important for things of the past, but you can't take it too far. You have to take it to the right level. After criticizing them and calling them outdated, Yet the collective community of faith experienced a decline in attendance and ministry participation. You cannot please God without faith. You must have faith because you don't see him. You heard about him. You read about him. You hear other people talking about him, but you haven't seen him. Have you? If you have, that is good. If you have seen Jesus Christ, you have seen him in the lives of other people. Maybe you've seen him in your father's life, your mother's life, whoever life, people that are around you. Maybe he's in your life. Maybe you've seen him. God is good. He's in love. He's faithful. He's caring for you. He's trustworthy. He's peace. He's harmony. All the good things. All right? Yet the collective community of faith experienced a decline in attendance and ministry participation. Fewer about baptism and eternal struggles and schisms. You can go through hell, but do as, as, as you see, can shoot. A lot of people are falling away now, so you must keep your foot to the pedal, steady telling them, hang on, it won't be long. God's coming back. He is faithful. He is the promise keeper. He is the real promise keeper. Looking back and applying how, what, and why questions about their genuine spiritual fervor, social movements, and institutional accomplishment compared to the religious community and state may prove beneficial to moving forward. There are so many things that you can hang on to. What happened to you in the past? How you was in that wreck and, and the car was totally total out, but you still somehow not lie. I can remember when I was in a wreck in, 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 in uh, Grand Falls, Canada, uh, and, and the car was totally destroyed and matched up. And guess who where I was when the wreckers got there? The back seat, I was thrown into the back seat and the car rolled several times. And guess what? The back seat fell down on the, 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 the where the back seat, you know, like back to the window, fell down on the, the seat in the back where it was where you sit because it threw me back there. And guess what? I'm laying out flat. And guess what's on top of me? That back part of the thing, cushioning me from all the blows of the car rolling. And guess what? Here Freddie is today. That's a miracle. God did that. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Coming from Canada, coming back to, to uh, the Air Force Base there in Maine, that's a miracle. That's what God can do. I tell people about that. You know about it now. Millions of people know about it now. But God did that. That's the thing that you can encourage other people. God can do anything that he wants to. Remember when he went, took the people across the Red Sea? All right. How were they able to organize and support schools of higher education for our people? Why were multiple people worn, worn for Christ through ministries and by persons with limited formal education and knowledge of the world? God can do it. He can take and use anything. He can use you. God don't need you, but he used you. Who does God use on this earth? Who does Jesus Christ use? He uses us. He uses you and I. 
Okay? What enabled them to educate, endure harsh treatment, ridicule, and criticism? What, how about you? How do you take it? What do you do? When able them to endure harsh treatment, ridicules, and criticism, going back to basics of our predecessors' relationship with God will reveal that it was a consistent faith in his power. There it is. There it is. How do you deal with it? By being consistent in your faith in Jesus Christ. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. How do you endure it? By being consistent in your faith in Jesus Christ. All right? While, and that is, God will reveal that it was a consistent faith in his power and provisions and promise. While rebellious Israel languished in exile and complained that God had abandoned them. Guess what? He kept them out there 40 years till he got rid of all the complainers. If you're a complainer, be weary, be wary, because your time ain't long. God ain't going to put up with you. He got he going to get you out the way. Remember that. If you're complaining about everything, God going to do something with you, just like he did with the, the children of Israel. Then again, he may save you for something else. He may be see how long he can keep you around. Maybe he can bring you to him through something that's happening into your life. Okay? Be wary if you are a complainer. While the rebellious Israel's language in exile and complained that God had abandoned them, he challenged them to go back to the basic. He may be challenging you to go back to the basic. Here, Freddie Howard is talking to you this morning about going back to the basic. Going back to the basic of their origin as a nation, they would discover that it was the faith of one man and one woman in the promise of God that brought them into being. Look, one man and one woman. Look at that. Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Even though they faltered. Even though they faltered. A man and woman that God made with the spit of the earth. The dirt of the earth. With spit in the dirt of the earth. All right? The lesson in context. The lesson in biblical content, context is the actions of Isaiah's book that defines the prophetic and priestly function preparation, suffering, and humiliations, and ultimate triumph of God. Servant Messiah was see Isaiah 49, verses 1, 57, verse 21. Jacob's descendants were initially chosen to be God's servants to proclaim salvation to the world. But they failed. But they failed. They failed. The Jewish people failed. Yet God promised to uphold them even during judgment for their rebellious against him. To fulfill this role and task, God chose a greater servant in, in the person of his son, Jesus Christ. Sent him down through 42 generations. You can trace that in the Bible. Jesus Christ, Isaiah, introduced and explained his role in a series of fourth serving songs. See Isaiah 42 verses 1 and 2. Isaiah 49, verses 1 through 6. Isaiah 50, verses 4 and 9. Isaiah 52, verses 13 through 53 and 12. This lesson text follows the third servant song. See Isaiah 50, verses 4 through 9. And contains several exaltations of the discouraged exiles in Babylon and Babylon to remain faithful during their dark days ahead. When dark days are in your midst, keep being faithful. Keep the faith. God's got it. He's got your back. He is the real promise keeper. He said he's going to take care of it. You ask him to take care of it and you're a child of God, he's going to take care of it. Don't throw up your hand running in fear of what's going on in the world today. Be a part of what's taking place because God left you here to do. be a part of it. Don't get sorry, it ain't my fault. It's somebody's fault. It is your fault because God left us here to do. That's what's happening now. That's why so much sin and hell is going on in the world now. Because too many people throwing up their hands saying it ain't my fault. It is your fault. Because you're not doing what you're supposed to. This message of hope was written approximately a century and a half before Isaiah audience would need it. God through Isaiah urged them to go back to the basic. This is to look back to the miracles of their humble beginning from one man, Abraham, and who became many by paying attention 
what they were taught, and the few should initially imitate criticism and rejection. Now, with that word Abraham, that gives me, Abraham is the father of faith, you know, Abraham, Abraham, the father of faith. You remember when God told him that he was going to have a son? Remember Abraham had told him to go into, his wife told him to go to the maid. The maid was not, was not who God wanted to have Abraham's child. So remember that? Remember that? Abraham and his wife. Those were the two people. Remember I, I said Adam and Eve before, but it's Abraham and his wife. Rebecca, I believe. Okay? I stand corrected there, I think. That, that is the path in which the two people he was talking about. Okay, here's an open inquiry. How does the phase looking back to move forward apply to this lesson? Look back. See how far you've come. What happened to you? How you got where you got going? How you got what you got? What about when you built your house? What about when you got your car? What about when you got your job? What about when you got your money in the bank? Whoa, whoa, come on. Look back. God did it for you, didn't he? What applicable lessons can believers learn about ministry from their ancestors? What your mom and your dad went through? Huh? What did your mom and your dad go through for you to be where you are? What did your mom and your dad go through for you, for you to get the land that you own right now? What did your mom and your dad go through just for you to have the intellect that you got? What did your mom and dad do just so that you would be able to read and write? Just so you would be able to go to school? What did your mom and dad sacrifice just for you to go to college? That is an awesome challenge there. A lot of people don't go to, go to school, don't have the money to go because it costs. Somebody sacrificed for you to do that. Somebody made a way for you to do that. Did you know that? You do know that, right? Okay. In what ways has God proved his faithfulness despite our failures as his servant representative? Oh, ooh, you should know that. Remember your sins are ever before you. You're awake this morning, right? You got food this morning, right? You got a car out in the park. You, 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 you got shelter around there. You got the air on right now, right? Uh, what what has God done for you? What have he done for you lately? He woke you up this morning, yeah? You're alive this morning to hear what Freddie Howard is talking about right now. How about that? I'm getting a message. Flyer is getting a message to me. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, let's see. Um... Okay, um, I missed that message. Hope I'll be able to get it. Okay, all right. God is good, but we'll get it. Okay, that's one of my friends, uh, Fiery Robinson. Okay, God has been awfully good to us. I see. He says he appreciates my story. Thank you, uh, Pastor Robinson. It's the Fiery Robinson down there in Florida. Okay. And through the complaints of commandment by the, the exiled Jews, um, in, in response to the complaint of the abandonment by the exiled Jews in Babylon, God instructed Isaiah to tell them to review their humble beginnings as a nation. See Isaiah 51 and 1. Isaiah 51 and 1. And what does it say? Did we jump in ahead in the lesson? Isaiah 51 and that's the first outline, verses 1 through 3. And it says, Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness. Ye that seek the Lord, look upon, look into the rock where you are hewed, and to the holes of the pit whence you are digged. He's telling them about where they come from. Where did they come from? That's what he is talking about. That's what he is talking about. He is talking about where they came from. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about where they came from. How about that? He's talking about where they came from. That's what he is telling them. He is telling them about where they came from. I am uh, through the lesson, which we are 29 minutes into the lesson, but we're going to go back and edit that. And um, when you begin to look at that particular uh, lesson for today and, uh, this is for uh, uh, Sunday. Uh, we'll we'll edit this as we go along uh, in in the lesson today.
Still getting a message from Sister Tucker. Let's go ahead and close that. All right. But he said, look back where you came from. Look back where you came from. Look back where you came from. That's what God is telling you. He's telling you to look back where you came from. Don't get caught up on all the stuff that's going on in the world today. Look back where you came from. Uh, God is still good and he's taking care of you. He, 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 he's taking care of you and he's been doing things for you. He is taking care of you and looking out for you at this very, very moment. God is looking out and taking care of you. Did you know that? Did you know that? That God is taking care of you. He's always taking care. He took care of you from the beginning. He took care of you when you were wrong, wrong as two left shoes. Did you know that? Did you know that? He took care of you when you were wrong as two left shoes. We're going to post down here under the uh, caption for this lesson for today. What the lesson is in the text, okay? God is taking care of you at this very moment. God is taking care of you at this very moment. Okay? All right. Let's go back. God miraculously multiplied their descendants through Abraham and Sarah. Remember? Remember what I said briefly? Sarah told me to go unto the maid. That's where God wanted him, 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 Abraham, to go. He wanted to go to Sarah. All right? God miraculously multiplied their descendants. The intended message was that if he could orchestrate this great miracle once, then he could do it again. He was able and willing to restore them as a nation and deliver them from ridicule and harsh criticism. If they maintain faith in him, perhaps we need to look back to the rock from which we were hewn. You know what? You come out of a rock, the solidness of Jesus Christ, of God, the creator, who made all men. You are not just some stowed together. you special. God made you. And that's for every human being that exists. Before you came through the portals of sin of Adam and Eve who conceived you in sin and, and, and through all human beings that are being conceived in sin, God can still use you because Jesus Christ died for you already. He died for you while you was in the womb. All right. Perhaps you need to look back to the rock from which you were used to answer the challenge facing our congregation today, as Isaiah encouraged the exile to do. The tendency among some believers corporately is to ignore the old school practice of our ancestors. These include, but not limited to, music used for worship, dress, uh, language, historical church discipline. You should color, evaluate all our past religious practices by God's word instead of relying on personal preferences. Evaluate what you do in your church by the word of God, not by customs and practices. Evaluate what you do in your church by the word of God. I said it twice. I will say it a third time. Evaluate what you do in your church by the word of God. Okay? We should evaluate all our past religious practices of God. Word instead of relying on personal preferences. However, we must strive to avoid throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Reflective and practically looking back to the things of our elders did at their level of understanding is beneficial. As some many agree, our ancestors consistently look to God's faithfulness in the past of assurance that he would continue to work on, on their behalf. We might discover that the depths of our faith in God to usher in a better day ahead was the key. Rely on God for a better day. Rely on God for a better day. Remember that. God is the key. Additionally, they are faithfully upheld. They faithfully held righteousness by accepting God's words, teaching, and passed it on to their descendants. Accepting God's word is an act of faith. Accepting God's word is an act of faith. Let's do exploration right quick. Use this lesson to encourage your students to examine their religious heritage reflectively. Look at where you come from. How did you get where you are? What are you doing? 
Okay? Are you walking with Christ? Are you out of the, the, the bonds of a, of, of a, a communion with a church? How are you? What, what took place in your life to get you where you are today? Okay? If you are aware of your church congregation history by the identity of any lessons from the past that may uh, apply to current issues faced by God's people today, explore the text with your students to relate it to the initial activity. If you know something in your church that was done in the past that helped you all back then, it will still do you if it's rooted in God's spiritual guidance and teaching of his word. Ask your students to explain why Isaiah encouraged Israel to look back to their ancestor Abraham and Sarah. Remember we talk about two people, Abraham and Sarah. We said Adam and Eve at first, but we were corrected, and I understand God led us to the true knowledge of who it is. We were talking about Abraham and Sarah. And the lesson they were to learn by doing so, use your congregation history to identify specific blessing received that were possible only because of faithfulness to God's word and living righteously. Faithful to God's word and living righteously. Living like Jesus Christ would have you live. Study God's character. Love, peace, sharing, not biting the seat and talking about folks and stabbing folks in the back. That's Satan stuff there. You need to do what's right. Love. Even though they, they, they treat you like dirt, you can still treat them like gold. God will take care of that rest. Okay? Emphasize this as the basic of Israel, future deliverance and redemption. Challenge your students to appreciate and initiate godly practice from their spiritual heritage that are applicable now. Godly practice that are applicable now that you can still do. What's a godly practice? Going before God's in God's church in the proper dress. That's a godly practice that they taught you in the old day. Being prepared before you get ready to speak for, 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 uh, to the people of God. When you get up in church, know what you're going to say. Learn your, remember when they taught you to learn your Bible verse? Know your words. Know where it's coming from. Speak from the heart. Okay? Such practice will likely motivate them to remain faithful to their calling as God's servant. All right? We talked about verse 51, I mean, chapter 51, verse number one earlier, but we're going to read it again. Hearken to me that you follow after righteousness. Follow Jesus Christ. Follow after righteousness. You that seek the Lord, you looking for the Lord? If you're looking for the Lord, follow God's word. Look into the rock on which you are hewed. You were hewed out of the rock of salvation through Jesus Christ, God Almighty, God the Creator, through the faith of, of Abraham and Sarah. Abraham, the father of faith. And to the whole of the pit which you were do. In other words, Israel, think about Israel, 40 years in the desert. They stayed out there 40 years when they could have probably in 40 days been to where the promised land would be. But they were grumbling, backbiting, and backstabbing, it and doubting God. Are you doing the same thing right now? You are in for a troubled time because you're going against God. Have faith in him. The situation that you're in, maybe you're not money, but you got faith you're going to have money. Maybe you're not a car. You got faith you're going to have a car. Maybe you're not a house, but you got faith you're going to have you're going to, uh, 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 have a house, a car, or whatever you need. God's got it. He's got everything. All you have to do is ask him to stay faithful. Believe it. It will happen. All right, let's look at verse number two. Look into Abraham, your father, unto Sarah that bear you. You came out of Abraham, the father of faith, and Sarah. Remember she laughed? And that, and then, and this, whoa, whoa. For I call him alone and bless him and increase him. Have you more? What have you been doing? What is taking place in your life? Look to Jesus, the rock, the real solid rock. For the Lord shall comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places, and he will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Look at that. That is powerful indeed. The Lord shall surely comfort Zion and will look with compassion on all her ruins. 
He will make her deserts like Eden, her wastelands like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her. He's given the sound of singing. Look at that. Powerful stuff in which God will do. He said he's going to do and he is doing right now. All right. Isaiah penned their words of this passage approximately 150 years before this message of encouragement would be necessary. The purpose was to urge the exiles to remain faithful when the dark days ahead were their reality. Isaiah's current audience included many who complained that God had forsaken and abandoned them. They ignored God's message and comfort and hope because of, of self-absorbization. Selfishness. Selfishness. You're thinking about yourself. Spend your time thinking about other folks and reaching out to other folks like God has told you. He gave you a mission. Go you to in all the world. Comfort all those that need to be comforted. Help them. You got a dollar? Loan them a dollar. You got a penny? Loan them a penny. Whatever you got, help somebody else. Don't be thinking about yourself all the time. Self-absorption. That's selfishness. With the continuing expression, exile, oppression of exile. With the situation they were going through, all they could think about is what they were going through. Other folks going through stuff too. Don't you dwell on what uh, what you're going through. Dwell on what other folks are going through. When you help other folks, God will help you. The group did not reference God and refuse to believe his promise of deliverance through his chosen servant, Messiah, Jesus Christ, who came down to 42 generations and died on the cross for you. Bled and died for you. Walked this earth. There was even Eden. And guess who killed him? The same folks who he came to save, the Jews, got together with the Romans and killed them. The encouragement in these verses is specifically addressed to the faithful remnant that pursued righteousness. Pursue righteousness. You hear me? Pursue righteousness. Isaiah challenged them to look back and reflect on their history. You can see that in verse 1. Look back and reflect on your history, where God brought you, where he brought your mom, your dad, your grandmama. All right? You got a little bit of land now, or you got a lot of land now? Guess who, got, who, who did that? Somebody did it in the past, got it. You didn't get it today, did you? Then again, you may have got it today. But you were blessed some kind of way in order that you give it. God bless you. They were so recalled how God, they were to recall how God started that nation with one man and his wife, Abraham and Sarah. You see that in verse 2. Although it appears physically impossible for these eight couples to have children, they accepted God's promise by faith were blessed and were made pre-progenerator of multiple descendants. The exiles were to apply this great miracle to their present condition. They were few in number, but they believed in God and their ancestors had. Then God would repeat this history and cause them to flourish. The increased population growth after the exile could be accompanied by God's promise to transform the physical conditions of the homeland of Israel. Both the land and the Jerusalem were doomed to be devastated by Babylon military. You can see that in, in Ezekiel 50, 36, verses 34 to 36. God promised to change their ruined condition for his people. You can see that in verse 3. The wilderness and the desert surrounding Jerusalem were to be transformed into paradise, like the Garden of Eden. This transformation environment would invoke praise and worship among the people. It is, it is a dual promise because it looks forward to Israel's physical deliverance and her glorious future in the millennium kingdom. There are applicable lessons for believers now in this message of encouragement to the Babylonian exile. One is going back to the basics in your relationship with God. Number one is going back to the basics in your relationship with God. Believers should practice recalling their history with God and reflect on the times when he has faithfully delivered and restored despite failure to trust him. Talk about yourself. When did you fail to trust God and God still delivered on you? Think about it. When this is done, our faith strengthened because we realized that he did it once and he could do it again. Second, God can replace our waste places with abundant, abundant blessings. However, our lives must be characterized by righteousness and obedience to his word. Righteousness and obedience to his word. Okay. Which promise or promise from God do you look back to during your, your periods of adversity? 
the one where he said, I will make your devastation. When I was in Tucson, Arizona, I was absolutely devastated. When I lost, I had several jobs and different stuff. And it was just going from bad to worse. When me and Mary had first started our home, it was rough. It was rough getting a U-Haul to come out of Arizona to bring what little furniture I had left because I was selling in Harden trying to keep it loose. It was tough. But God brought me to this place where I am right. God is awfully good. The faithful love of God multiplies blessings from generation to generation. How does Satan use congressional size to distract from God's ministry? You got a few people, oh, we can't get no money, blah, 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 blah. Oh, we ain't got enough folks to do this. We can't build on a church, blah, blah, blah. All those things like that. That's Satan doubting and fooling you. If God can take two people, Abraham and Sarah, and make millions and billions of folks, and wealth beyond told for the Jewish nation. He can take you and you and another person and make great things still today. Still today. All right. Let's go to uh, Isaiah, the second out of Isaiah 51, verses 4 through 8. All right. Hearken unto me, my people, and give ear unto me, O my nations, O my nation, for a law shall proceed from me, and I will make my judgment to rest for a light of the people. Oh, my nation, the Jewish nation, are God's people first. God's first. Guess what judgment is going to begin? It's going to be with God's first people first because he gave them the law to carry it to the people. Okay? My righteousness is near. My salvation is gone forth, and my arm shall judge the people that Israel, the isles, shall wait upon me, and on my arm shall they trust. My righteousness is near, my salvation is gone for, and my arm shall, shall judge the people. The owls shall wait upon me, and on my arm shall they trust. Trust in Jesus Christ. Wait on Jesus Christ. Rest on his arm. His arm is stronger than anything, any weapon on earth, any army on earth. Jesus Christ, God Almighty, the creator, he is all powerful. God the Father. Jesus the Son and the Holy Spirit. He had, you got all of that. The Trinity of God. You got all of that. You can do anything. But remember, the characterization by righteousness and obedience to God. The characteristics of righteousness and obedience to God. That's the key. Okay? Lift up your eyes to the heavens and look upon the earth beneath. For the heaven shall vanish away like a smoke. You see how hot it's getting now? It's getting hotter and hotter and hotter. And one day this whole earth is going to go whoop, burn up. First time he took care of all the sinners with a flood. This time he's going to take care of it with fire. Okay? The earth shall wax old like garments, and they shall dwell therein, shall die in like manner. But my salvation shall be forever, and my righteousness shall not be abolished. Listen, God's going to take care of all of the wrongs that's going on in the United States and Russia and all over the world, different places. God got it. You ain't got to worry about it. You keep your head down and keep believing in Jesus Christ and keep the faith and teach your children all around you. Tell others about what, how good God has been. Tell them about how far they have come, how far God has brought them. Hearken unto me, ye that know righteousness. If you know righteousness, you know how to do what's right, keep doing what is right. Righteousness, the people in whom heart is my law. People that are righteous, the heart of God's law is in there. Those are God's people. If you're righteous, God is inside of you. The Holy Spirit in you. Got you doing what's right. Fear not, ye not, the reproach of men. <clears throat> Don't worry about the men who are talking about all this stuff and smack. They ain't going nowhere. Nowhere but straight to hell if they keep going like they're going. If they won't listen to you, you tell them anyway. Neither by ye be afraid of their reviling. All they hiding and patting and beating their chest about what they, how much power they got and this, that, and that, and that, and that, and that. No, I don't bother about that stuff because it ain't going nowhere. It's vanity. All right. Let's look at verse number eight. For the moth shall eat them up like garments. Woo! Look at what he do to your enemies. And the worm shall eat them. He's talking about sinners, baby. 
He's talking about sinners. He shall eat them like wool, but my righteousness shall be forever and my salvation from generation to generation. Because you're going to tell them. Because you're going to tell them about God. Look at God. Man, for the moth will eat them up like garments and worms will devour them like wool. But my righteousness will last forever and my salvation through all generations. Stick with Jesus Christ. Stick with God. God the Father, Jesus, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Through faith, it's going to be all right. God got everything in it. He owns the cattle upon a thousand hills. I Sometimes I ride along and I see that down here in B after I get ready to go across the white bridge. I see that all them cows out there and guess what I say? The my cows. The my cows. Even though I don't have a single one in mind, but what God has given me, everybody. That's how God wants you to think. Think positive. All right. After encouraging the righteousness man, a remnant, to continue trusting God during their captivity period, Isaac urged them to heed God's instruction because his teachings were light for all humanity. Oh, God's teaching is light for all humanity. And so far as humanity, there is only two types of humanity. The Jews, God's people, and the Gentiles. The Jews, God's people, and the Gentiles. That includes everybody else, you and I, all these different colors and shapes and sizes of people. And they people called nations that God talking about. It's only two. God's people, the Jews, and the Gentiles. Okay. His teachers are light for all humanity. Verse 4. Look at that. Verse 4. Listen to me, my people. Hear my nation. Hear my nation. Talking about the Jewish people. Instruction will go out from me. My justice will become a light to the nations. One nation was to teach all the other nations. That nation that was supposed to teach everybody was the Jewish people. Okay? But you're going to find out that the Jews failed. So Jesus had to come down to four generations. Jesus Christ came and did his job. Then Jesus Christ left here and left you and I in charge to keep continuing his word until he returned. Go ye into all the world preaching the gospel. He told everybody to do that. Okay? You and I. All right. The truth, look back to God. This, this truth, look back. Okay, I, I missed it. Isaiah urged them to heed God's instruction because... His seasons are delight to all the human humanity. By his by his time and God's purpose for bringing salvation to Israel and the nation was already coming to fruitation. That's with Jesus Christ. We're talking about Jesus Christ. This truth looked back to God's original promise to Abraham. See Genesis 12, verses 2 and 3. All right? This is what he's talking to Sarah God promised a salvation look past imminent immediate imminent deliverance from Babylon to Israel's glorious future in the millennium. And the extent is universal and eternal. Teaching, reaching to the most distant lands, the heavens, earth, and all its occupants will be destroyed. But salvation will endure forever. This passage's final exhortation is to boldly bear their caption reports in insult, insult due to their Inevitable demise. Oh, look at that. Evil is going to get trumps. God's going to do away with it. Don't worry about it. You just keep praying and keep your head down and work for God. Only the righteousness of God will endure and ensure salvation for all who willingly receive it. That's who's going to be left. God's going to take care of you. He said it. The lesson for today in the key verse, back to basics. This passage was written long before the present exiles would need it. How does this message apply to today's? First, believers must consistently heed and practice God's instruction and his word to be effectively be light to the law. You've got to do what Jesus Christ saved you so that you can be a light to others that are in the dark. Second, believers must invariably be examples to the imputed righteousness granted by accepting Christ as Savior and Lord. Me and Brother Marcus, Reverend Marcus, was talking about that yesterday. When you have went through hell and God has brought you out of drugs and pornography and all the other kind of stuff, whatever stuff that you've been in, alcohol, um, um, uh, uh, 
abuse, all that stuff. Tell others how God brought you out of that stuff. Tell others how God brought you out of hell so that you can teach righteousness to others. Tell it. It's an example. It'll let people know that they're not the only one going through it. Okay? By accepting Christ as Savior and Lord. Accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. That's an example for others. Tell them you accept the card and change it started. Okay? God cannot use those who do not who do not make applying his word priority. Applying his word priority. The light that believers are charged to bring in the world of God, therefore. It is essential that they know it. Understand it. What did I say before? Study the word. Know the word. Remember how I talked about briefly when he was coming up, how they gave you a speech to say on Easter, you learned it and what it meant, blah, 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 so that you could stand up before the church and say it? Just now you you were learning God's word and studying it so you can stand up before them and tell it, just like I'm doing here in the Sunday school lesson. Study the word. Know the word. And therefore, you can tell somebody else, bringing folks out of the dark to the marvelous light. Okay. Addressing this message to those who practice righteousness should remind believers of the importance of their lifestyle. They are looking at how you live. Your lifestyle, they're looking at it. And boy, when something finds that's so wrong, they're going to blast that too, just like they blast the other thing. But still, hang on. Remember Job? They thought they knew everything about Job. You think you know everything about everybody. You don't know everything. God knows everything about it. He knows everything about you too as well. Those of whom believe ministry must readily use living models of the message proclaimed. You be a living model of that message with Jesus Christ proclaimed. Know the word. Teach the word. Okay? Ministering to unbelievers will sometimes result in various forms of insult and ridicule. They coming after you, baby. They coming after you. You know that? As God's representative servant, believers have the responsibility to trust him to protect and to remember the final fate of all who revile God and his people. God got some for them. All right? The assurance of the promise keeper, Jesus Christ, God Almighty, God the Father, Jesus the Son. Okay, how does your how does how does reviewing what God has done in your past change your perspective about suffering and hard time? Woo, he's gonna bring you out. Remember what he did for Abraham and Sarah. All right. God's righteousness and eternal salvations are available to everyone. To everyone. And all you gotta do is tell them. Where do you need to? Use God's salvation in your life. Where do you need it? That's an area I need it in my life. God's going to take care of it. I know he is. All right. We are coming down to the close of the lesson. Our next week's lesson is the lesson topic for Sunday, July the 3rd, 2022, is reason for it all. The reason for it all. Devotion reason is going to come out of Philippians 2, 5, and 11. And the background scripture is going to come out of John the first chapter, verses 1 through 14, and the printed test will come out of John, the first chapter, verses 1 through 14. That's a rather lengthy lesson. Okay, but God willing, we will get through it. All right, don't forget this the, the, the lesson for our next week now, and you, your daily reading. Monday, June the 27th, God created the world through wisdom, Proverbs 8, 22 through 31. On Tuesday, June the 28th, in Christ, all things hold together, Colossians 1, 13 through 17. On Wednesday, June the 29th, Christ, the head of all things, Colossians 1, 18 through 22. Thursday, June the 30th, God, well-ordered creation, Psalm 104, verses 1 through 15. On Friday, July the 1st, praise God for creation, Psalm 104, verses 24 through 35. Then on Saturday, July the 2nd, the sun reflects God's glory, the Hebrews, verses 1 through 4. In um, first chapter of Hebrews, verses 1 through 4. Then on Sunday, July the 3rd, the word becomes flesh. John 1, 1 through 4. The word comes flesh through one and only Jesus Christ's son. Jesus Christ came down through 42 generations. Our closing prayer as we close out here today. We thank you all for being with us. Gracious God, we go back to the basics in our relationship with you. We encourage uh, and persevere because of your great faithfulness to us. Oh, thank you. Is a 
commitment to obey. Our thanks to you is a commitment to obey your word and live as a light before we learn for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. God bless you. Join us at uh, Antioch Number One Baptist Church today for the services. This is the full Son. Reverend Oliver will bring the message. You have just heard the Sunday school lesson on behalf of all of us at Antioch and all of those that are listening to it. And remember, Antioch members that are listening, I'll bring the Sunday school books that are left today and, and bring them to the sanctuary. I hope you'll be able to be there together. On behalf of all of us, God bless you. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Beatrice, Alabama. You've been listening to House City Production Gospel on Good Morning, Beatrice, Alabama. Thank you. God bless you. See you next time. God willing.